Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Five minutes past the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. If only. One day this this show is going to be streamed live where you can watch us do what we do. And in advance of that, I'm simply going to say I'm sorry. That, that's the only thing I know to do. Sorry is, that you missed the show. Is stop it. Is to apologize in advance. You'll, you'll, you will see the unique ways that um, uh, board engineer Ryan Carter cues me to begin. Um, he's always, Ryan, do you spend time actually thinking about it? I Uh, mean, do you practice in a mirror? No, you know, I mean, when you get a degree in acting, these kinds of things just sort of come naturally when you're as Hollywood as me. Okay. So, so I'll use the, the trendy phrase of the, of the, um, time we're in. It's organic. It's organic. Yeah. Okay. okay, So it's organic. I just, you know, I feel the bump. I feel, uh, where you are and I just react Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Glad to know it's organic. Now I can put some weed killer on it. (laughs) (laughs) David Allen with us this morning as well there in studio. Uh, 1A, I'm here in 1B. The big story's in the press box. Suspected trigger man and the border agent's murder. Uh, That would be Brian Terry in 2010. Is it just me or is it a coincidence that 60 days into a new presidency, we have the trigger guy arrested? almost seven years after the murder and cooperation with Mexican authorities got it done because the arrest was in the, in Mexico, well into Mexico. It wasn't on the border with the United States, three U S agencies working with Mexican authorities. Um, is it just me or is it a coincidence that Lansing, Michigan, which voted six zero to call itself a sanctuary city a few weeks ago has changed its mind. They've suddenly changed their mind, and they've decided, no, that probably wouldn't be very good. Why? Because we have a president saying, if you do this, you're going to lose federal funding, and we have the authority to do that. Lansing heard from the business community in Lansing, Michigan. The business community said, no, you're not going to do this to us. We don't want the negative spotlight. We don't want the uh, uh, the attention that comes with this. We don't want the headaches that come with this. And, oh, by the way, we can't afford to lose the money because it's money. We're paying the federal government. We'd like some of it back. And so, is, again, is it a coincidence? Is it a coincidence that Chinese president um, uh, places a phone call on Wednesday, yesterday, to President Donald Trump saying, we will cooperate, we will help find a, a solution in, in North Korea. Is it a coincidence? I'm just, I'm, I'm pointing out that this president is different. He took action in Syria, and Obama officials come out of the woodwork saying, thank you. We had been asking the former president to do something for quite a while, including Secretary of State John Kerry. 
who said he made the argument and lost about using force to stop the genocide going on inside Syria. Just, I'm connecting dots here. And and what I'm saying is, not that our president's going to make every right decision. What I'm saying is our president makes decisions. And, and in any given set of circumstances, oftentimes the worst thing you can do is nothing. Sometimes it's better to make a bad decision. Not always. Sometimes there's virtue in saying, I need to wait and learn more. Or not now. I, I get that. But we had a president that spent eight years doing nothing in foreign policy. And so what have we reaped as a result? We have a new president, different ways of doing things. Is it a coincidence? That's all I'm asking. There's more. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Kim Moore's on deck. Need a new occupation, new career? Help is here. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Eleven minutes past the hour. It's Thursday on the morning show, April 13th. Program 3564. Kim Moore joins me once a month. She heads up uh, workforce development at Tallahassee Community College, and the website is hotoccupationsnow.com. Kim, how are you? I am well. I told you. I mean, everybody's getting the word out about this hot occupations, even in California. You know, I'm hearing and running into people that are listening to the show and talking about it. So it's great. That's too funny. It is. It's amazing. (laughs) The website is there for those of you that are looking for new direction, new (laughs) careers, new jobs. Um, Let's start with the 10 occupations. We like to do that. Oh, yeah. We want to make sure that everybody knows. So registered nurses is certainly still at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. Computer systems analyst, software developer, management analyst, frontline supervisors, computer user support specialists, truck drivers. Yay. Still on the top 10. Business operations specialists, information technology and accountants. Now, what's really neat to point out about this list is that for the last two months for the listeners is that, you know, IT has played such a huge part Um, Four IT jobs that are just growing like I tell you, like a wildfire. So if you're thinking about an IT career, want short term training, summer is about, you know, it's around the corner for education. That means that you can jump into one of those great evening courses. What's mm-hmm. interesting about internet technology is that it, it, in some regards, it seems like we're just scratching the surface. Of, really of, because so many industries, even that, that aren't necessarily reliant on it now, will have to become reliant on it to be interconnected to do business. Think about it. You know, retail, the whole e-commerce route, when right. we think about that, when we think about the Amazons of the world and how everybody likes to do business, technology is absolutely the background of that and the backbone. So when you think about that, you know, getting an uh, occupation or getting training in IT is not a bad move at all. Healthcare needs it. Everybody needs IT. The website, hotoccupationsnow.com. Kim, just real, in like 30 seconds, just sure. describe, uh, you pull up the region's top 10 advertised jobs, Someone out there, they're like, well, I've got, uh, I'm interested in management analysis. So how does it work? Easy. 
click to your right, you click on the training, it tells you how much training you'll need, how long the training is, how much it will cost. Not even, actually, even when you think about that, it even takes you to the employers, the top 10 employers who are hiring in our area. Um, it breaks it down by course. So it's not even, you know, figuring out, I just go and sign in at TCC. It's an actual map that you'll see, a map to your future. So 30 seconds in this field, one click away, hotoccupationsnow.com. An obvious extension of all of this mm-hmm. is the topic of entrepreneurship. Yes. What's going on? TCC Spark. So that is our commitment, TCC's commitment to bringing entrepreneurship to our students. Uh, we're going to be working with alumni. We've just onboarded our new talent um, that's going to be um, leading that effort. And it's going to be amazing the fact that not only are we working with high schoolers and partnering with groups like Junior Achievement and Jim Moran Institute at Florida State University. University, but looking for a way that these students can find as a destination, TCC. You want to own a business, start a business, TCC will be a destination for that. Kim, it seems as though the pendulum swung really strong, four-year degrees, four-year degrees, four-year degrees, and that's fine. Yes. I think it's great Yes, uh, if someone wants to pursue that, and there are certainly a lot of fields where that's very advantageous. Yes. As an observer from the outside, it looks like the pendulum swinging back to maybe a little bit of equilibrium to point to just vocational-related training. Vocational trades at the top of Florida's list for the jobs that are going to be created right now as well as in the future and starting your own business. And that's a whole lot pointing to millennials. Well, and, and people hear vocational tra- <laughs> yeah. they sometimes think, okay, I don't want to be a blacksmith. I don't want to work with wood. It's specialized training is what we're talking about, I'd say $80,000. That's at the top of our list when we're talking about the hot occupation. So $80,000. That's all we need to say. That's all we need to say. Where where, where do I need to go? (laughs) David Allen, former member of the morning show team, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. It's uh, as simple as going to the website, hotoccupationsnow.com. No matter where you are listening in the region. There are jobs in the region. There's career paths for you. Training links simple as a click away. Weekend weather on the tens and the truth all the time. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Hey, if you want to send me an email, it's simple. Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Tomorrow we'll read some email. You may make you might make the cut. I won't out you. If you don't ever worry about that, I never ever, I don't roll anybody under the bus. If you send me something and you say, leave my name out of it, it's out. Or I'll defer to first name only. Or if it's, for example, I have people that send me stuff uh, or I'll have a guest. I We had a phone guest. He had a very unique name and I wasn't going to use the name because the name would probably give the guy away. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, we changed the names to protect the innocent. Exactly. That's exactly what we do. Um, I put on the rundown Stranger Things, and Ryan, of course, being a guy who watches things that I wouldn't watch, says, are we going to talk about the show Stranger Things? Well, you do have it in quotations, and I was kind of hoping that was where we were going, too. Well, I've never seen the show. It's a Netflix program, I guess, and of course, I've never watched I've never watched anything on Netflix, so I, don't, I have no idea what's on Netflix. See, um, I keep telling you, you got to get, you got to get on the Netflix. I man. don't have to do anything. No, I said you gotta. Well, same thing. It's just bad English on my part. I'm exactly. just saying, you got to get the Netflix. Um, Shannon Purser, 
who is an actress on the program. She's known as Barb. She's 19 years of age. Barb's dead. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) So she's not in the series anymore? No. Did I just ruin your story? No, not at all. No, I mean... Maybe she comes back. I I don't know how that's going to work. But okay, so she's her character's dead. She's no longer on the show. That's oh look, correct. you've already said it. So whatever. <laughs> it's not going to ruin anything for me because I'm never going to watch the thing. Well, well, I'm sorry for the fans that may have wanted to. Oh, yeah, she's dead. Anyway, continue. Well, but if you're a fan and you've watched the show, then you already know this, right? Yeah. So what's the big deal? Okay. Whatever. Now I'm just really curious about Barb. So Barb decides uh, a couple days ago to start tweeting out. Getting comfortable with your sexuality is a process. It's going to be okay. I wish I'd known sooner. Next. Another thing I wish I'd known about sexuality is to take it slow. It can define you as much as you want it to. Next. Either way, I know what it's like to have anxiety about it, especially trying to come to terms with it and my faith. It can be really scary. Blah, blah, blah. She just goes on this tweeting rant. And 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 here's the thing. Young Miss Shannon may be just a delightful young lady. I don't know. Who cares? That's what Twitter's for. No. It it really is. No, what I'm saying is getting comfortable with your sexuality is a process. What? Really? Come on. Who who cares about this? I'm helping Ryan get comfortable. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, I that may need right a little bit it. more of an explanation. <laughs> There's not much. Ryan, you're probably better off just sort of dropping that right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe what you just said. Well, I've been a little off all morning, but that's morning? really hard. All morning? Oh, all morning? <laughs> that's just but but let's go back to yeah please let's go why, back why why it's impossible to forget what you just said promo <laughs> no i beg of you no at david no. out on air seeing, seeing oh, all his tweets no 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 you get comfortable too i i just why does a celebrity feel the need to say anything about any of that? I, I mean, first, you're 19. Stop it. What do you know? I, I mean it. I, it. Whatever. And again, she's she could just be, and she mentions her faith. I applaud that. Just the fact that she mentioned that she has faith and is a positive thing. I mean, fine. Okay. I don't have any problem with that. I just don't. I, why does why does Hollywood think that anyone needs to know about how one's dealing with their sexuality? I just I don't get it, and I don't think I'm coming at this from the perspective of an old crusty curmudgeon. I don't think it's relevant. I think back to when I was young, and obviously we didn't have Twitter and Facebook and 
What was what 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 MySpace is that was that? My it's not a thing God. anymore. I understand uh, Instagram and but, Snapchat. But MySpace preceded Facebook. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, sort of. So my point is, going back to the very beginning of all of this social media stuff, that just wasn't important. It really wasn't. I, I getting comfortable with your sexuality is a process. It's going to be okay. Actually, none of this was important. We should forget the entire segment ever happened. I can promise you there's a few thousand people that will never forget that. (laughs) 27 minutes past the hour. Something your mom would say you should do because everyone else is doing it. You're listening to The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Drums needed to hit right there. See? They just brought it in too late. 35 minutes past the hour of the morning show. G'day, mates. How are you? Got a little bit of time to breathe in this uh, this next little span here in the show. Start with Fast and Furious. Uh, you heard it in the news headline there. The, uh, the update from Fox. Suspect, suspected... I can say that trigger man in the death of border patrol agent Brian Terry has been caught. He killed the guy with a gun supplied by the U.S. government through the Fast and Furious program. And oh, by the way, if you remember, Eric Holder was held in contempt of Congress for not giving up information related to that program. Why isn't he in jail? Let me, David, on how many stories have we talked about the fact that accomplices in crimes where a death happens, where there is a murder that takes place. Uh, we talked about a story just a few uh, uh, earlier this week, maybe last week, about a young lady driving a getaway car for three guys that tried to break oh, into that home and charged. broke it. She was charged with a murder right? as an accomplice. Why isn't Eric Holder facing some form of criminal punishment Because an operation that he authorized, perhaps even brainstormed, led to the death of a Border Patrol agent with guns supplied by the United States government, which he authorized. Why isn't he being held accountable? Nobody's held accountable anymore. I get that. But but let's specifically look at this case. This man is dead because... Uh, the weapons used to kill him were supplied by the United States government in an operation to try and garner support for banning certain types of weapons. Accomplice. I think so. I mean, we, we're we punishing this little girl, and I don't mean to sm- diminish her role, but we're punishing her, charging her with likelihood with murder, three cases of mur- counts of murder. She was driving a getaway car. Yeah. Quite She's cu- just sitting in the car. Honestly, less complicit. Absolutely. Than providing the weaponry. It, it, isn't there a guy, in fact, facing charges for supplying the guns used by the San Bernardino shooter shooters? When they're a neighbor, something like that, one of these shootings, a neighbor's being prosecuted because he presented, he provided guns. Maybe San Bernardino wasn't the one, but it's a terrorist act. And again, we're holding somebody else responsible. 
I didn't mean to get off on a tangent here, but doggone it. I mean, at some point, someone needs to, you know, file charges against the guy. Let him go hire an attorney and get out of it. He was already held in contempt of Congress for withholding information. Big whoop. I wonder what he's making on the speaking circuit right now. It's annoying to me. Um, Save Southern Heritage is a group calling for a public referendum to determine if the statue of General Edmund Kirby Smith should be removed and replaced with another prominent Floridian in Washington, D.C. A bill was passed in the legislative session a year ago to, uh, I guess, remove General Kirby Smith's statue because he was a general in the Confederate Army. Now... That's it. it. There's just a statue of him, and he was in the Confederate Army. There's his statue. He's not holding a battle flag, Confederate flag, anything like that. He was born in St. Augustine, served the Union Army in the Mexican War under Zachary Taylor and Winfield Scott, taught mathematics at the Military Academy. Botany reports that he wrote were published by the Smithsonian. During the Civil War, he fought for the South where he was born. He was president of Atlantic and Pacific Telegraph Company, chancellor of the University of Nashville, and was therefore listed as a Floridian, a great Floridian. They want to remove him. Why? Because he fought for the Confederacy. It's 40 minutes past the hour. Truth and entertainment. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Forty-one minutes past the hour of the Morning Show. You know, if you want to say. You know, we appreciate the service of uh, of General Kirby Smith, but we think that uh, it might be it might be more appropriate to say honor Henry. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Flagler. Flagler, not just the name of a college. Flagler really responsible for the development of Florida. Building the railroad that went south into the heart of the state. We got that lesson from Dr. Ed Moore. It was a just a wonderful expose into Henry Flagler. If you want to have that debate and discussion, okay, fair enough. But don't yank a guy out of the nation's capital in reaction to everybody going crazy because that little sick kid shot some people in, in South Carolina. And that's what this is, was about. This was nothing but a reaction to a horrible crime 
and a kid who held up a flag of the Confederate battle flag. Ryan disagrees. About what? Uh, and and he's he, he's got a he's got a good point. What's the point? I just when you say that he fought for the Confederacy, just for me, that comes with the asterisk of fighting to keep people as slaves in this country. If you view it through that lens, and it's not inappropriate to view it through that lens for some, for some it was simply a matter of states' rights, the Tenth Amendment. For some. My point is, as is the case, this is this this guy's resume is remarkable. He uh he fought he was he was acknowledged for his gallantry. My point though is if you want to have a deliberative discussion, should we replace it with this person or that person? I just think it's interesting that two of the names being mentioned as the replacement, one Mary Bethune, the other Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, prominent Floridians, no doubt about it. I just, it's interesting they happen to be women. It's just an interesting reaction. My complaint is the reaction. You don't do it because the little Cretan in South Carolina killed some people. You don't do it for that reason. You do it if you feel as though, you know, he's had his time in the rotunda or in the nation's capital. We think that this person is a good representation of Florida and tells Florida's story. Fine, have that debate. What what Save Southern Heritage is trying to do is say, how about the people of Florida vote on it? How about we not let just a handful of lawmakers decide who represents the state of Florida? Now, in the grand scheme of things, you can back up and say, this is all silly. It's over a statue of someone who's dead. But it matters to people. And I think what bothers me is that we're trying to suggest that we're trying to change history by ignoring it. Can't do that can't it's part of the history of this country part of the history of this country is learning slavery was wrong and examining the battle and oh by the way recognizing the republicans got the uh, the whole thing to the finish line just saying it's 46 minutes past the hour it's the morning show with preston scott email address preston at iheartradio.com Five minutes past the hour. Good morning. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Thursday, April the 13th. More on that in a moment. We'll skip the introductions for now. We'll get to that in a few moments. Too many things to talk about this morning. Remember Fast and Furious. If you don't remember the narrative behind that, that was the um, that was the plan in which the federal government allowed criminals to buy guns in Phoenix area gun shops. The idea was to track them once they made their way into Mexico. Why? 
Well, that's for another day. The stupidity of the plan notwithstanding, it ended up that many of these guns, because the feds lost uh, control of about, oh, 1,400 to 2,000 guns. Well, some of those guns were used in a shooting of a Border Patrol agent, Brian Terry, who was killed in 2010, with a gun supplied by his own government. Whatever. Well, they finally tracked down and arrested the trigger man. Uh, Hercleo Osorio Arellanes was arrested by a joint law enforcement task force that included Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, U.S. Marshals, Border Patrol, Tactical Unit, and Mexican authorities. Does anyone find it interesting that Mexico helped find this guy all these years later? He was found in Mexico. I just think that's interesting. We have a new president who is speaking very plainly to Mexico about what's going on at the border. Suddenly a little cooperation. I just, and maybe there's nothing to it. Maybe there is. A group called Southern Heritage, Save Southern Heritage, sorry, wants there to be a public referendum here in Florida about the removal of the statue of General Edmund Kirby Smith from Washington, D.C. General Kirby Smith is part of the um, National Statutory Statutory, uh, Hall Collection. If you remember... <clears throat> when the little sick kid, little Cretan, that just uh, was convicted and sentenced to death for the murder of those people in South Carolina at the church. Remember what happened in the wake of all of that because he was shown to display a um, Confederate flag? And in reality, it was the battle flag of the Confederacy that he had displayed, and that's what most people see. And that flag was created in order to distinguish the troops fighting for the Confederacy from the troops fighting for the Union. They developed a flag specifically for that purpose, to tell one side from the other. It was was actually done in the name of fairness in battle. But in the wake of that, there was just this constant reaction. And this particular group is in town today meeting with the legislature because in the 2016 session, a bill was passed to consider replacing the statue of General Kirby Smith. It's an interesting subject. EPA has billed you and and I $15,000 for gym memberships for people that are working in the EPA in Las Vegas. Even though they have access to an on-site facility at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and could pay for it out of their own pocket, isn't that what you would think? They would pay for it themselves if you want to be a member of a gym? But no, no, no. We got billed. The point of the story is we're throwing away our money on things that we shouldn't be paying for. Florida facing a federal lawsuit for having counties inside the state that have more registered voters than people that are voting age. 
Interesting. Ten minutes past the hour. It's the morning show. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Now I feel like I can talk. That was There was so much buildup in that bump, I needed to wait. I thought I was slamming an artist's integrity by talking too early. 11 minutes past the hour, it's Thursday on the morning show. It is April the 13th. Let's see what it tells us about this date in history, Thomas Jefferson's birthday. That I knew going in. Um, 1861. After 33 hours of bombardment, Fort Sumter was uh, surrendered to Confederates. The Confederates took over Fort Sumter in Charleston, South Carolina. I cannot recommend enough going there. When you walk inside the fort, it is just spectacular to know the history that surrounds you. Um, it continues. I, I We did a tour back a number of years ago, and we started at Fort Sumter. And we ended at Gettysburg. And there were a lot of stops in between that didn't have anything to do with the Civil War. But we, we sandwiched that tour with stops at where it started and where some think it ended. Uh, that, that the Battle of Gettysburg was so decisive. Um, with Even though there were losses on both sides, it was just, it, it was such a massive battle. And that, by the way, is is an absolute bucket list for you. You've got to you have to make the pilgrimage one day to Gettysburg, because the entire town is in reality a Civil War site, and it's spectacular to go there and to be immersed in the history of that engagement. Um. To, to go to the actual locations of certain specific battles and key moments that are marked is just, again, it's spectacular. Um, on this date in 1970, the explosion happened. Apollo 13. Oxygen tank exploded on this date in 1970. And on this date in 1997, Tiger Woods. Age 21, becomes the youngest person to win the Masters in Augusta. It's been 20 years. That's staggering. It Honestly, it is. When I recognized that Tiger Woods was over 40 and that he was 41 years out, years old, over the last weekend when the Masters was being played, they did a, a flashback, and I, I was just, where did time go? Oh, my goodness gracious. Speaking of uh, memories, a gold locket is going on display. In fact, it it went on display yesterday at the Titanic Artifact Exhibit at the Luxor Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. And here's why in Las Vegas. It's an 18-carat gold locket recovered from the Titanic wreck. It was one of those items that, you know, wh- whether you like the idea of them pulling artifacts up from the Titanic or not, they did it. They were allowed to. 
Whether it was good form or bad form can be debated for the generations. But the locket belonged to a Virginia Estelle McDowell Clark. First class passenger with her husband, Walter Miller Clark. He died as he stayed behind on the ship. She was lowered into lifeboat number four. He and uh, his brother were mining magnates who also built the San Pedro, Los Angeles, and Salt Lake Railroads. The midway point of the route was in Nevada, creating the Las Vegas, creating Las Vegas, and later resulted in the naming of Clark County. Clark County is where Las Vegas is, and Walter Miller-Clark gave this locket to his wife, and it was recovered. It's one of those rare items that they know exactly who it belonged to and the story behind it. It's fascinating. On display. And and that's who Clark County is named after. Guy who died on the Titanic. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Just about 16 minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. Justice and the American way. Like Superman, only with the microphone. Morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Late night breaking news that um, is interesting, especially coming from CNN. We'll share that in just a few minutes. Little added piece of historical significance going up for auction that connects to the Titanic. We talked just a few minutes ago about an 18 karat gold locket recovered from the wreck where they know they know exactly who it belonged to. They know everything about it. And that it is being displayed in Las Vegas in part because Las Vegas is located in Clark County and it belonged to Walter Miller Clark. He gave it to his wife. Her initials are engraved on the locket. And Clark County, Las Vegas, in Nevada, named after him. The man who stayed behind and died on the Titanic. Interesting. So no living relatives? Uh, perhaps, perhaps not. I don't know that much, but it's it's technically a possession of the person that, that found it and uh, and recovered artifacts from the site, but it's going on display, and perhaps with family's permission. I don't know. Um, certainly there have to be some sort of descendants because um, he was, uh, his brother was not on the, uh, on the ill-fated liner. But there's a photo that was taken on April the 9th while Titanic was in Southampton in the berth before it set sail. It's being final little touch-up paint, windows cleaned. And that photo is going up for auction at Henry Aldridge and Son on the 22nd of April. And if you're wondering why all the hubbub here, because right now the Titanic would have been at sea back in 1912. It, uh, it struck the iceberg on the 14th and went down on the 15th. Late in the evening on the 14th, went down on the 15th. Kind of ironic since it's tax day. <laughs> on most years (laughs) but the photo is expected to uh fetch between i'm curious about this the pre-sale estimate is sixty two hundred and eight dollars to nine thousand nine hundred and thirty three 
That's the official pre-sale estimate by Henry Aldridge and Son. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I would have I would have appraised it at $9,937. <laughs> what? Where do you get these numbers? That's just funny to me. Maybe I'm the only one that would laugh. I don't know. David Allen, Ryan Carter over there in Studio 1A. Have you guys looked at some of the... Con- now, United Airlines has done a, a 180 on this whole thing with the passenger. Now they're apologizing profusely uh, after trying to make him look like a bad guy. And he probably is somewhat of a bad guy. But it has nothing to do with him being jerked off the plane whatsoever. That's like a sleight of hand trick. Hey, look at this. Look at it. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. Delta's CEO saying overbooking is a valid business process. And then he goes on to explain it. I'm just curious. If AMC 20 can give you the option of picking your seat in advance, online or in person at the kiosk, And if you don't show up, okay, you're out the price of the movie. So be it. But if you want to walk up at the last moment and go see that movie, your seats are waiting. Because it's assigned seating in many of the theaters now at an AMC 20, for example, in the capital city and around the country. Why can't the airline industry do something similar? And, and in fact, the, the travel industry offers insurance. So if something goes wrong, your trip goes south, figuratively, you get reimbursed for a small fee for your insurance. In many cases, you can get assigned seating. You have to pay an extra fee for that. Why even do that? Just if you get it first, you get the best seat. That's the way they do it in the theaters. My point is, what's there's no overbooking at the movie theater. If people don't show up, oh well, what do they care? They made the money. Quit offering refundable fares then. Or get into the business of offering travel insurance and make a fortune. I, I, I'm still coming back to the same place. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying that this overbooking thing. They don't have to. It's 27 minutes after the hour. Making sense of it all. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty-six minutes past the hour. I'm looking at videotape of Lois Lerner of the IRS testifying to Congress. It is remarkable the ease with which some people lie the just it's it it truly is a marvel to watch anyway good morning welcome to the program thursday april the 13th tax day by the way is the 18th one of those rare occasions when uh, the monday after tax day when tax day falls on the weekend they go to the next day but the next day in this case is the 17th and in the district of columbia the 17th is a holiday so the federal um offices in Washington, i.e. the IRS, they follow and observe that. And so tax days bumped one day to the 18th. So uh, there you go. Big stories in the press box this morning. 
Um, I'm going to try to just get through the first headlines without commenting a whole lot. Fast and Furious scandal. The suspected trigger man in the murder, the shooting of killing, uh, the killing of Border Patrol agent Brian Terry in 2010 has been apprehended by a joint U.S.-Mexico task force in Mexico. I've just commented that I think it's interesting that with Donald Trump as president, this arrest was made. I mean, is it me that's reading something into this? But, I mean, we've got three separate agencies embedded in Mexico tracking this guy, and they got him with the help of Mexican authorities. What, 45 days into the presidency? 60 days into the presidency? And this happened um, seven years ago? You get my point. I just think that the timing is interesting. And maybe maybe a president acting like a president, even though I'm not going to agree with every decision the guy makes, that's not going to happen with anybody. I question myself routinely, let alone somebody else. Come on. Let's- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's be real. We're not going to agree with people all the time about things. That's okay. But the fact is... The guy's acting like a president on several fronts, and we're seeing movement. China stepping forward saying, yes, we'll help with North Korea. Oh, by the way, the story CNN. Good grief. The breaking news story from CNN, get this, came out late last night. U.S. military and intelligence community has intercepted communications featuring Syrian military and chemical experts talking about preparations for the sarin attack. They just released the information, allegedly, because they didn't know they had it. They gather so much intel, it takes a while to scrub it and to find out what's inside of it. Now, this is coming from CNN. This is a group that's not necessarily friendly to this administration. Agreed? Yeah, we could agree on that. So the fact that they're saying, well, there seems to be evidence that uh, they did coordinate the attack on their own people using sarin gas. What does Russia do with that, huh? Group called Save Southern Heritage wants wants you to vote on whether the statue of Edmund Kirby Smith, a general, an instructor, should be removed from Washington, D.C. as a representation of Florida. They're going to be in town today speaking to the legislature. It was part of the backlash, the reaction to the shootings in South Carolina at the church. Remember, everybody went crazy over the uh, battle flag of the Confederacy because that little punk had one. There's more. 40 minutes past the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. The questions you want the answers to. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Forty-one minutes past the hour, the EPA has a uh, unit in in Nevada. Hey, they're spread all over the country. 
agency library in Nevada, bought 37 employees, one-year memberships. The gym, 24-hour fitness at taxpayer expense. Now, this, this facility is based at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and they had access to the 184,000-square-foot Student Recreation and Wellness Center. It was available to EPA employees for $25 a month, but instead they billed us to be a member at a private gym. My point in bringing up the story is the EPA is screaming because their budget's being squeezed. And that's the case across Washington. Does, do any of you honestly doubt the need to tighten the budget across the board? We're spending more than we take in. Unbelievably, when you consider the receipts, the gross revenue that the government has, let's report it in, in business terms. As, as a business, the government takes, we don't offer, they take a ridiculous sum of money and they still can't control themselves. It's, it's you and I can't function that way. We wouldn't be allowed to. Banks, lenders would never give us the money. Ever. Not on any circumstances would we be given the money. And they just continue to take money, and they take it from you, and they take it from me. And they take it from businesses who then say, well, forget this, I'm leaving. And they head overseas where they can keep 10 or 15 or 20 or 25% of their more of their revenue. It's one example. It's $15,000, big whoop in the grand scheme of, of the budget that we have. No, it's the principle. They're billing us. Why? If you want to join a health club, go for it. Pay for it out of your own wallet. We are among the 11 states being sued by Judicial Watch. Alabama, Georgia, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida. Because in counties in all of those states, there are more registered voters than there are adults voting age. They want to know why. So they're suing. Good for them. This is, if I had a little more time, I might do this daily. Instead of a big story, a big question. This story last night made me sit and cry. It just did. Two parents in England, a judge told them they had to take their eight-month-old baby off life support against their wishes. The child is one of only 16 children believed to have a very rare condition. 16 children worldwide. It's called uh, mitochondrial depletion syndrome, and I may have butchered that first part. It causes worsening muscle weakness and brain damage. The child, Charlie, um is considered to have irreversible brain damage. He's eight months old. He is deaf and blind, requires a ventilator to breathe. Judge ruled keeping Charlie on life support to move him to the U.S. for treatment. There's an experimental treatment, 
And the family had a GoFundMe page set up for them and raised $1.5 million to take Charlie to the United States to try the treatment. Now, the expert offering to treat Charlie said his condition likely won't improve. But he can't say that with certainty. Hence the experimental treatment. The parents, when they heard the first words of the judge, didn't wait for the rest. They left. They walked out. They couldn't. They couldn't. Is that right? If you have the resources to do something to try to help your child, should a judge tell you no? Does a judge have a right to do that with your child? 16 minutes past the hour. That would be the big question of the day. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. You, the facts. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Fifty-one minutes past the hour. Look, I'm I'm intrigued by the fact that St. Louis, the city of St. Louis, is suing the NFL, seeking one billion dollars in damages. Suit alleges that the Rams owner Stan Kroenke began plotting a move to Los Angeles soon after he purchased the team in 2010. And, of course, the uh, the Rams moved from Los Angeles to St. Louis before the 95 season after the city offered to build a new publicly funded dome stadium. So they're, they're suggesting that there are damages from them not staying longer. I'm curious, how does Green Bay get listed in that suit since they have millions of owners? I wonder if my sons are going to get uh, get paperwork. <laughs> um, but this is the story, okay? Is this the definition, the very definition of a McCraving? Have you seen or heard the story of the eight-year-old boy in Ohio that wanted a cheeseburger from McDonald's so bad He he took his dad's van and drove it with his sister in the passenger seat to the McDonald's. Eight years old. Successfully. Witnesses say the eight-year-old boy obeyed all traffic laws, making sure to stop properly at red lights, waiting for traffic to pass before... Making a left-hand turn. Staying within the speed limits. The boy said it was simple. He watched YouTube videos on how to drive a car. And then he drove to the McDonald's a half a mile from his home in East Palestine, Palestine, Ohio, while his parents were sleeping. So it's a 24-hour McDonald's. He drove the van. (laughs) Did he signal? He did everything right. Did they serve him? The when the yeah, <laughs> listen, when the two siblings in the drive-through when the two siblings pulled up to the drive-through window with piggy bank money in tow, oh my the gosh. McDonald's workers were convinced it was a prank. 
they thought the parents were in the back of the van <laughs> and that they just were working the pedals and let the kids. Right, yeah. right, right. And when they found out that wasn't the case, police came. That This is classic. This is how the story's written. When confronted by the police, the boy realized he'd done something wrong. Can you see it? His joy at successfully getting to McDonald's and getting a cheeseburger and his little sisters along for the ride. All of a sudden, his face turns down and his lip starts to quiver and his eyes well up in tears. (laughs) And um, when he realized he'd done something wrong, he said through tears that he just really wanted a cheeseburger. Now, the, the most important question is, were they serving the McRib? I, I don't know that. Uh, he didn't want a McRib. <laughs> he wanted a cheeseburger. The children did get to eat McDonald's while they waited for their grandparents to pick them oh up. Oh, my. No charges being filed. I mean, what do you do? You know, the parents are sleeping. And, and it could have been, you know, the parents could have jobs like my wife and I have, where we have to get up early and we go to bed early. And they're like, they're looking around. Well, no one's here to make us a sandwich. They're sleeping. Let's go to McDonald's. I got a piggy bank. I mean, I guess I marvel at the fact that an eight-year-old kid could reach the pedals, right? I mean, of of even a minivan, a van, whatever. How? How did he see properly? How did he do he it? He had to stand. The whole way. He had to have stood. Leaned the whole up against way. the front of the seat kind of thing. Yeah. Stand. But even that, think of the balance required to stand. <laughs> Working the pedals? That's crazy. I, now, this is me. If I'm McDonald's, I am seizing this and I'm offering that family McDonald's for life and I'm putting that kid on a commercial. Yes. I just had to have McDonald's. And you have the lights spinning in the background of the police, right? As as, as I just wanted a McDonald's cheeseburger really bad. Great story. It's 7 o'clock. Time for news. Next. Let's get right to it. Hour number two, the morning show with Preston Scott, Thursday, April 13th. Program 3564, David Allen, Ryan Carter over there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. Jeremy Mutz will join me in just a few minutes. Former state prosecutor, Episode 3, talking about the Sims family murders as we continue to unfold that story. But the big stories in the press box. We start with a story broke late last night, courtesy of CNN. U.S. military and intelligence community has intercepted communications now you need to understand when that that when that's expressed that way what they're really talking about is that they have gathered surveillance information communications actual communications and now days later having you know going through all kinds of communications information that they routinely monitor they've determined and I'm reading from the story from CNN Syrian military and chemical experts talking about preparations for the sarin attack in Idib last week. The intercepts were part of an immediate review of all intelligence in the hours after the attack to confirm responsibility. Maybe that's why James Mattis says we know beyond a shadow of a doubt 
maybe they not only have some sort of video or, uh, or, or satellite record of what happened, but they have communications. That information's out now. Fast and Furious. If you don't know what Fast and Furious was about, here's a very brief synopsis. The federal government allowed criminals to buy guns in Phoenix, Arizona area gun shops with the intention of tracking them once they made their way to Mexico. Were they embedded with chips or something? No. You talk about a stupid plan. They're going to track them into Mexico. How? Well, the same way they tracked the gun at the shooting death of Border Patrol agent Brian Terry. Two weapons were dropped. They were found at the scene of the of the crime. Is that tracking? Is that there is that what they mean by tracking? Best as I can tell, there weren't any computerized chips or anything on these guns that enabled them to be monitored electronically. The point the federal government was trying to get at was they wanted to show, see, this is how easy it is for bad guys to get guns. Well, if you give them to them for Pete's sake, and Fast and Furious was an uh, was an attempt by the Obama administration to make it more difficult for citizens in the United States to get these guns. Meanwhile, they lost track of between 1,400 and 2,000 guns, and two of them were used to kill a Border Patrol agent. Well, they've apprehended the trigger man. They found him in a border town inside of Mexico, and not a border town to the United States, a border town within two states inside of Mexico. It was a uh, a mission that combined Border Patrol Tactical Unit, DEA, and U.S. Marshals along with uh, Mexican law enforcement agencies. So, see, we can play nice together. And isn't it interesting that this happened now, 60 days into the presidency of Donald Trump, versus, what, the last six years of Barack Obama's presidency? I mean, is it possible that it's just a coincidence? Absolutely it is. It is. It's also possible that the president had no interest in getting this guy. And he did not task people with the uh, with the mission of doing so. That's possible, too. It's also possible Mexico wasn't working with us. And that with a new president who has spoken very directly with Mexico about their lack of resolve in helping resolve the border problem we have in our country, perhaps now with a different president, different leadership style, more action-oriented president, Mexico saying, what can we do to help? I'm just saying these are possibilities. Some of the big stories in the press box. Ten minutes past the hour. It's Thursday on the morning show. Time to go back in time. Episode three, looking back at the Sims family murders. What did the neighbors hear? See. Next on the morning show with Preston Scott. Radio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. October 1966. Three members of the Sims family were murdered. The case has never been solved. This is the story. 11 minutes past the hour, episode 3, The Sims Family Murders, joining me once again 
by the phone line is former state prosecutor Jeremy Mutz. Jeremy, good morning. Good morning. Let's reset something for listeners who may have missed the previous episodes, which, folks, you can hear on a special podcast page we have set up for you at the website. Jeremy, you have seen the evidence here. How much of the evidence have you seen? All of it? I've seen a good portion of it. There are some things that are in evidence that have not been opened up um, to me or probably to anybody, and there are some recordings that were made, audio recordings, that I don't think anybody has listened to. Um, That was something I tried to um, get some equipment, get some 1950s, 1960s equipment so we could listen to it, Um, but that effort was not successful. Recordings Uh, of what? Different witnesses. Okay. Probably, probably some wiretap kind of evidence as well. Um, but there's there's things and evidence that I'm not sure we really know fully what is there. And that was kind of one of my big frustrations over the past year or so in, in the sense that um, we really need to go through everything and without delay. And I think uh, we could have solved this case last year had we done that and uh i think there people should know that there's tremendous people in law enforcement locally with within some of the agencies that really wanted to do that um there are one or two people that i'll call politicians that didn't want to to do that work i love law enforcement that's um i love the law enforcement community but i'm not a big fan of politicians so we we may agree politically on some things Let's talk about uh, what happened in the neighborhood as the crime was taking place. Uh, Robert Sims, his wife, Helen, youngest daughter, Joy, were murdered that night, October 22nd. Jeremy, what did neighbors hear and what did neighbors see? Well, all hell broke loose about 10.45 p.m. And as most of Tallahassee was getting home from the football game, a young babysitter, about 15 or 16 years old, was babysitting a small child right behind the Sims's house and she heard the Sims's cats screaming not meowing but when cats scream you know there's something wrong and she heard the bangs of gunshots she heard the flash of light so we have a, a pretty good timeline of when the killers were in that house and we have a pretty good timeline from several neighbors that night because you know this was a neighborhood of you know 40 or 50 homes um, right after 10 p.m., a neighbor on Gibbs Drive, about two blocks away from the Sims, heard a shrill scream. She thought it was just some kids outside playing, but, you know, I think that's when the killers first approached the house and went in. Door was open. They grabbed, maybe they grabbed the child and came in, and she screamed. Um, they took their time in the house. They tied up three victims. Um, this was not just some random thing of looking in the window and deciding to go in. I mean, they put some thought into how they tied up um, the family and the blindfolds and the gags. It went quiet for a few minutes. And then that same babysitter heard a scream as well. And she thought it was the little baby. She thought, you know, the baby was screaming. Maybe there's something wrong with the baby in the, the back bedroom of the house. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. But she actually got up from TV and went to check on her, but she was fine. And she was like, what in the world's going on? But that scream came from the Sims' house. There was a gentleman that worked late into the evening and came home and he also lived behind the Sims' house. His name was Herman Strike and he heard what sounded like gunshots at 1045. He was at his kitchen window that faced the Sims. You know, he's making coffee, winding his watch, and then bang, 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 the five gunshots in a row. Jeremy, let's pause right there. It's 16 minutes past the hour. Jeremy Mutz, former state prosecutor, we're talking about the Sims family murders, what the neighbors heard and saw. We'll continue next on the morning show with Speaking Preston Scott. For the truth, it's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. 21 minutes past the hour, continuing our conversation with Jeremy Mutz, former state prosecutor, talking about the Sims family murders. October 22nd, 1966, 641 Muriel Court. And, Jeremy, we now have two people that definitively heard five gunshots at the same time at 1045 in the evening. What else did neighbors hear and or see? Well, Mr. Strike, who heard the five shots, he lived right behind the Sims' house, facing their house. He also saw the lights were on unusually bright in the home that drew his attention that something was going on. And, of course, nobody knew at that at that point what was happening. Um, but there were also neighbors that saw people out on the street. Um, things went quiet for a few minutes after the gunshots. We know that Joy Sims' time of death was 10.55 p.m., and we know that Mr. and Mrs. Sims were still alive when Jenny got home at 11.15. Um, she may have actually come home and the killers may have still been in the house or one of them may have still been in there and that's why she noticed the door was open um a young boy coming home from the football game with his mother driving on gibbs which is the main street through that neighborhood saw a young man walking from muriel court down toward von seal avenue and he was slender and tall about 21 wore glasses, and he very much matched the description of somebody who became the main suspect that night with TPD. Tallahassee Police Department very quickly came on to this person as a suspect. Um, everybody in the neighborhood heard the ambulance come because they could hear it. You know, it's where Table 23 is now is was Beavis Funeral Home. Ambulance coming up Tharp. And then turning on Gibbs, that old siren winding down, that big old Cadillac hearse coming down Gibbs, and everybody heard that. And it was that was 11.23 p.m., and then it came into Muriel Court. Well, another neighbor on Gibbs, but right about 11.23, saw the young man that lived at the corner of Von Seal and Gibbs. And he was out on the street, and he was waving his arms and gesturing to somebody, 
and he was tall, about 21, slender with glasses. There's also neighbors, other babysitters at the end of Von Steele that heard somebody running toward the woods and the dogs going crazy near the woods. And that neighborhood, the main feature there is a very deep ravine that starts at the Sims property. So you could go down that into that ravine and get away if you had a car down there or a motorcycle or worked your way back out to Tharp or, or to a car. It's a pretty likely way of escape. And so these people weren't ghosts, but they were human, and they made noise, and they ran, and people heard and saw. So we have ear witnesses, we have eyewitnesses, but nobody knew there was a murder. The things, the random things that people saw, um, people were coming home from a football game, and, and murder was not the sort of thing that you would expect after, you know, Tallahassee, after FSU basically stomped Mississippi State, and, and, uh, just was not the sort of thing that would happen in a neighborhood like Parkside. That was sort of a step up in size. It had a, you know, nice lawn and you know, very aptly named with the trees and the ravine. And uh, so many people saw things. There was a white car that was parked down by the junior high school, raw, and the swimming pools. And a neighbor down there at the corner thought that was suspicious because she saw this car just sitting over there. And then it took off fast toward Gibbs, and uh, later on, that car, a car of that description, would be linked to one of the suspects in this case. Jeremy, is one of the problems here that Tallahassee just had never seen or experienced anything like this, and so when people heard things, it was one of those, well, it can't be that, and it was somewhat dismissed? There was some of that, and there was some confusion because it was a football game. So about 11.15, some boys down by the pool at the school fired firecrackers off. So a lot of people confused that, and that sort of confused the timeline a little bit because um, those were not the gunshots. The um, house the Sims lived in was brick and concrete. Um, you would not hear the shots from a 38, you know, down several blocks away. There's actually a reporter with the Democrat, Ellis Finch, lived down about six blocks south, and he heard really what was the firecrackers. There's no way he could have heard the gunshots. But people didn't just didn't think, you know, coming home from a game Saturday night, they didn't think that's what happened. And, uh, you know, as the state trooper that came to the house later said, you know, this isn't, this just isn't Tallahassee. This just isn't Tallahassee. You know, people were just in shock, and that state, that state trooper probably seen some bad wrecks in his life, but he, you know, just kind of shook his head and couldn't believe it. Jeremy, thank you for the time again this morning. We will pick up next week with the crime scene evidence and some things that police, uh, law enforcement later learned about a particular person that was watching as this investigation unfolded in the minutes and hours afterwards. Jeremy, thanks for the time today. Thank you, Preston. Jeremy Mutz, former state prosecutor, our guest. Episode 3 of The Sims Family Murders. It's 27 minutes past the hour on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. His job to keep you informed. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. The morning show. Hour number two. Doctor David Hartz joins me in just a few minutes. Optimum Health naturally. I went to see David yesterday myself. 
talk about um, ways you can feel better without the uh, typical over-the-counter treatment of symptoms. Sort of drilling down and finding the real reason why uh, you might not be feeling feeling very good. That's just minutes away. Um, big stories in the press box. Fast and Furious, they've, they've nailed the trigger guy. They believe they have uh, found the guy responsible for the actual shooting death of Brian Terry, Border Patrol agent, killed in 2010. Killed by a gun supplied by the U.S. government. He was arrested in Mexico. A joint operation with Mexican authorities and three U.S. agencies. Just think the timing is interesting. Obama's out of office 60 days and we make headway there. Obama's out of office 60 days. We make headway with um, with China and North Korea. China pledging to help. Obama's out of office 60 days and we take action in Syria, something that even officials within the Obama administration had been begging the president to do. And we seem to have information positively linking the Syrian government to it. Now, Secretary of Defense James Mattis said, without any doubt, it was the Syrian government. I just think it's interesting. 60 days into a new administration and a very different tactical approach to things, stuff's starting to happen. And I'll, I'll go so far as to say these are good developments. Working with China, even if it's a little uneasy at times, that's a good thing. It would be great if Russia got pushed into a corner and decided to do the same thing and cooperate instead of sending some of their old bombers into uh, near Japanese airspace, which they did yesterday. They were still in international airspace, but they were 35 miles from Japan with bombers capable of carrying nuclear weapons. Japanese weren't happy. Russia trying to send a point. Okay. Anyway, another big story in the press box, efforts to save the statue of General Edmund Kirby Smith. It's in Washington, D.C. In a reaction to what happened in the shootings, uh, with the shootings in South Carolina a few years back, we remember that there was a backlash. Anything that had anything to do with the, the Confederacy being purged. Uh, you might remember that uh, bodies were exhumed and moved in certain states. Uh, memorials pulled down. Flags pulled down. Uh, first, you have, to under- you have to take the time to understand what the flag is that you're looking at. What you call the Confederate flag, uh, well, what most people call the Confederate flag is the battle flag of the Confederacy, and there's a difference. There is a difference. Um. I think it's interesting. These guys are saying, let's let Florida vote on this. Let's let citizens decide whether this guy's statue needs to be ripped or not. Uh, If you go back and look at the history of General Kirby Smith, he's a fascinating guy. An honor. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bull guy. Who, um, 
You, you just need to spend a little time reading about him. EPA billed us for gym memberships for some of its employees. The point I'm making is they're crying about the budget being cut. Well, part of their budget was used to buy gym memberships. And, and again, I'm just, I, I want to constantly hit you with the reality of how our money is being thrown away. Uh, we're all out $1,500 plus because of waste in HUD. Each man, woman, and child. So a family of four is out $6,000. How about we put a finer point on that? Six grand over a two-year period because of HUD. Just one agency. Here, EPA, they're funding uh, gym memberships at our expense. Florida among the uh, states listed in a lawsuit by Judicial Watch. You have too many people voting in certain counties more than are eligible to vote. You know what I'm saying? 40 minutes past the hour. Got you covered. Traffic and weather every 10 minutes. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Next hour on the morning show, Kim Moore joins me. Try to help you find a new gig. If you're looking for a new career, we will give you options next hour here on the program. Time for Optimum Health Naturally with Dr. David Hartz, D.C. That's the idea, Dr. Hartz, feeling good. How are you today? Good morning, Preston. You like that? (laughs) That's that's interesting. That's good. Uh, Dr. Hartz, I wanted to take some time this morning and I want you to describe what design clinical nutrition is because there's a, you know, uh, Joe Camps talked earlier this week about people thinking that popping a vitamin, uh, you know, at, at the local big box store is going to be the, the, the silver bullet to health. And it just doesn't work that way. There is a difference and there is something that you do differently than others do. Well, I think it comes down basically with the, the fundamental shift and how you kind of look at healthcare. I mean, I'm not saying there's one way that's wrong and one way that's right. There's, I think there's a place for all of this, but um, I, I think when we get into a, a, an approach to healthcare where we're more concerned about just trying to find a symptom-based cause of your problem and, um, and then most of the emphasis and the training is trying to relieve those symptoms, then um, and then we have a really strong pharmaceutical-based approach. It has a tendency to um, stop right there with a symptom. And and what I think the natural alternative route, especially with design clinical nutrition that we do, what we're really interested in doing is trying to push down and find underlying causes. Now, I mean, a lot of people use those terms, but there really are some underlying causes for chronic disease, which I think really aren't being addressed in the way we, we treat people in general by just relieving symptoms. And so we, um, we, we try to evaluate a little bit differently. We use some, some, some indicators and some technology that, I mean, I have people come into me sometimes and they say, you know, part of what you do is really different. And I say, that's exactly right. I mean, what are you coming here for? You know, <laughs> something, same thing everybody else does. And they go, well, you're exactly right. I'm looking for something different. And what we do different um, is things that are, are really, you know, 
good science that's been developed in Germany throughout Switzerland. And um, we just kind of brought it to Sleepy Town, Tallahassee, uh, to try to see if we can get a, a kind of, I, I call it really putting another set of lenses on when you look through a set of glasses at somebody to where you can see something different, see new underlying causes and be able to get um, some approaches that are natural to try to go after it. Well, uh, to borrow your analogy, I mean, if anyone, anyone who goes fishing knows that you use uh, polarized lenses in order to be able to kind of cut through and you have UV protection and you can see through and see into the water better. And it's the same thing. You're talking about looking at, at illness, disease, chronic disease, and so forth, and, and finding what's causing people to not feel well. No, I'll give an example. Say people get chronic infections. Um, we've had children, we've had adults that you know get chronic strep infections. I've had a one child that was getting a strep infection every month for a year, and she'd get one set of antibiotics after another after another. In fact, she was the daughter of somebody who worked for me, and um, I said, "Please let me look at her," and we did. And and she had some some different things in her body that were suppressing her immune system, and her body could not fight. So, what we try to do is try to figure out why is why is a young child continue to get infections over and over and over again. There's got to be a reason for that. And then when we alleviated that, um, she stopped getting the infections. Now, of course, when she's in the middle of the strep, something like that's terribly bad. She might, certainly might need to get some antibiotics to handle that. But but they're not, the underlying cause still hasn't been gotten to. You kill the bug, the resistance stays low, she gets it right back again. And so that's an example of trying to push down, figure out not just why people have the symptoms, but trying to restore health, trying to get people actually healthier. That's a little harder, but I think it makes a whole lot uh, better sense long term to to restore health than to just try to um, just try to patch it. Doctor David Hart's with me this morning. Doctor Hart's will pick up there next time. Uh, thanks for a few minutes this morning. I appreciate it, sir. Uh, you're welcome, Preston. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. If you want to do, go to a workshop, there no charge. Just go to healthytallahassee.com. Does this without caffeine? The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Of all the stories we've talked about this morning, I think this one is maybe not from an important standpoint, but from a uh, entertainment standpoint. Aside from. The revelation that uh, David's been helping Ryan. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just stopping hey. right there. Listen to the Hour 3 podcast for that <laughs> classic moment in radio history. Or don't. <laughs> this clearly is the story of the day. Police in East Palestine, Ohio, say that's what happened the other night when a boy and his sister decided to make a fast food run. But Dad was in bed, Mom crashed on the couch, so the boy grabbed the keys to Dad's work van and, with his sister, drove a mile or so to the local burger joint. Police officer Jake Kohler says the boy is eight years old. Whenever he pulled up to the first window, uh, the employees actually thought that they were being pranked. The kid drove through several intersections over railroad tracks, even made a left turn without incident and obeying all of the traffic laws. Where'd he learn to drive? Watching internet videos. They did get their cheeseburgers. Jack Callahan, Fox News. Yeah, it was the local McDonald's, and we've kind of suggested that if McDonald's were smart, they'd give the family McDee's for life, and that um, this little guy be featured on a commercial, and I think the way to do it, all you have to do is, it, it can be a 15-second commercial, one of those, and you just have 
the lights flashing in the background in a soft focus, kind of a blur shot where it's focused on the little boy. And he says, I really wanted a cheeseburger bad. And I think you just, in 15 seconds, you could tell that story. That is spectacular. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. But still, obeying all eight years old. Folks, we routinely are surrounded by drivers in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s that don't routinely follow the laws and obey the traffic signs and 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 drive safely. This kid's eight. Eight. It's amazing. Time for the morning show 180. Look back at the radio program in 180 seconds or less. Of course, the big stories in the press box today. The um, Fast and Furious trigger man, the guy responsible for the death of Brian Terry, allegedly. The Border Patrol agent has been arrested. Interesting how things have changed in 60 days. New president, we suddenly are getting cooperation from China. The country that everyone said he's best friends with. And, and he's just a puppet to Vladimir Putin. By all accounts, we're kind of in a tough spot with them right now. So maybe that wasn't as warm and fuzzy as everyone thought. And we took action in Syria that even people in the Obama administration are applauding. It's just interesting how things have changed. East In Lansing, Michigan, the state capital, the city commission there did a reversal. They went from being a sanctuary city to, no, never mind, because of the president's policies. It's amazing what leadership will do. Save Southern Heritage thinks that you voters should decide what statue is in Washington, D.C. representing Florida. They're making a pitch to the uh, legislators today in session. EPA billing you taxpayers, us taxpayers, all of us, for gym memberships for their employees in Las Vegas. Well, there you go. Plenty of money, huh? Yeah, too much money. That's why they need to, the, the budgets need to be tightened down. Judicial Watch warning 11 states to clean up the voter registration rolls or face a federal lawsuit. Among those states, Florida, Georgia, Alabama. In some counties, more people registered to vote than are actually eligible of, by virtue of age to vote. Tomorrow, what's to be Friday? Email, clear out the desk, and more. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.